0: Macaulay's in Fairgreen to be COVID Vaccination Centre. Article by Suzanne Pender. Macaulay Health and Beauty Pharmacy at Fairgreen Shopping Centre, Carlo has been selected by the HSE as a COVID-19 vaccination centre in support of the National Mass Vaccination Programme. The Carlo store is one of six in the retail pharmacy group selected to support the National Vaccination Programme. Macaulay has repurposed six of its former beauty salons into vaccination centres, each of which will have the capacity for up to 200 vaccinations daily. Along with Carlo, the other Macaulay centres include three locations in Cork and two in Wexford. A number of community pharmacies throughout the country have been selected to support the National Vaccination Programme. It is envisaged that the programme will begin next month in community pharmacies throughout the country. The HSE is currently exploring the possibility of using the Pfizer vaccine. Macaulay is fully prepared to provide the vaccination service for all vaccine types and has a pre-registration facility available to members of the public on its website www.macaulay.ie. We are delighted to play our part in the ongoing battle against COVID-19 and to get the country fully open in the coming period, said Shane O'Neill, Superintendent Pharmacist of Macaulay. Vanishing Ireland's Back With New Podcast Series Article by Elizabeth Lee Twenty years since the acclaimed Vanishing Ireland project began, Author and historian Turtle Bunbury is creating a new series of profile interviews with Ireland's older people so they may share their life stories. Former broadcaster Anne Doyle, along with sponsors Supervalue, are putting the call out to the people of Ireland to propose family members or friends over the age of 70 who would like to share their stories. Vanishing Ireland with Turtle Bunbury is a podcast series of interviews with older people celebrating their challenges, courage, kindness and humour. The series seeks to document the extraordinary lives of our older population in a way that celebrates the past, while informing younger generations in shaping the future. The series aims to highlight the wealth of humour, resilience and wisdom from Ireland's elders. Wrathvilley's Betty Scott, who unfortunately passed away in 2013, had her interview included in Vanishing Ireland, Further Chronicles of a Disappearing World, Volume 2, which was published in 2009, where she recounted her incredibly fascinating life. Betty's career ranged from cook to actress to housekeeper, and was never short of a great story. Her long and fruitful journey through life is extraordinarily depicted in her interview. Twenty years ago I teamed up with the renowned photographer James Fennell to create what became the first Vanishing Ireland book, said author Turtle Bunbury, who hails from Rathvilly. We knew how important it was to chronicle the experience of our older generations, so many of whose fascinating lives were literally vanishing unrecorded. Introducing the voices of Vanishing Ireland to the podcast generation is an entirely new departure for our elders, but is deeply exciting and very much in keeping with our aims. It is my great hope that listening to these interviews, the wisdom, the humour, the memories, will enhance the way we live our own lives. Taking part in the launch, former broadcaster Anne Doyle added, this is such a special series documenting the stories of the past so that they are captured in history forever. I'm delighted to work alongside Supervalue and Turtle Bunbury to ensure these stories are available for many generations to come. Those who would like to put forward friends or family who are over 70 are asked to email podcast at vanishingireland.com or visit www.vanishingireland.com. The closing date for entries is Friday, June the 4th. AirGrid Chief's Brief Council on Renewable Energy Targets, article by Suzanne Pender. AirGrid Chief Executive Mark Foley and Chief Infrastructure Officer Michael Mann recently briefed members of Carlow County Council on the company's plans to transform Ireland's electricity system. AirGrid, operator of the National Electricity Grid, provided information on shaping our electricity future an initiative that details novel approaches to developing the electricity grid in order to meet ambitious 2030 renewable energy targets. The company, along with Minister for the Environment Eamon Ryan, launched the initiative in March and is seeking feedback as part of a 14-week nationwide public consultation air grid has been asked by the government to transform the electricity system in anticipation of a future without coal, oil, peat and ultimately one of net zero emissions, said Mr Foley. Specifically, it must redevelop the grid to manage 70% of Ireland's electricity coming from renewable sources by 2030. Shaping our electricity future is comprised of four approaches to achieve this as well as meeting the projected increased demand for electricity over the coming years. Mr Foley and Mr Mann also provided updates on local grid development initiatives and answered questions from councillors. People can find out more about the public consultation process and how to have their say in shaping Ireland's electricity future by visiting consult.airgrid.ie Burris shortlisted for digital award. Article by Suzanne Pender Boris's Smart Village Portal project has been shortlisted for a new national award designed to celebrate the digital achievements of local towns and communities across Ireland. The .ie Digital Town Awards established by .ie, the company that manages and maintains Ireland's country domain name, honours local town projects and people that have demonstrated how digital projects have contributed to enhancements or digital improvements in areas such as health, tourism, education, public services, employment opportunities, citizen empowerment and social entrepreneurship. Shortlisted projects cover the full spectrum of those who are early in their digital journey right up to very sophisticated projects and all are in with the chance of winning one of 14 awards and a share of the €100,000 total prize fund. 11 of the awards will be given directly to individual town projects, with a further three special awards recognising a digital changemaker, digital rising star and a digital hero. The overall winners will be announced at the inaugural virtual awards ceremony on Thursday the 10th of June stunning snaps on display at photographic society awards article by michael tracy carlo photographic society cps clicked its way through a pandemic as it recently marked its annual awards night like most no one could have predicted the surreal experience we've lived through during the past year and while there was initial disruption cps managed to keep things going for its members throughout the pandemic Albeit in a very different way. Just before cancelling the weekly meetings in the Seven Oaks Hotel at the beginning of March 2020, there had been a number of successes for a few members of the club. It had hosted the Irish Photographic Federation Photographer and Nature Photographer of the Year competitions at the end of February. These contests were adjudicated by international judges from around the world and the icing on the cake was seeing two CPS members among the prize winners. Inez Ozina, who scooped a bronze medal in the Photographer of the Year competition, and Michael Blade, a gold medal winner in the Nature Photographer of the Year section. A week later, Fonzie McCarran gained his associateship distinction with the IPF, which is no easy feat. Applicants must present a body of work of a certain genre of photography and meet several different criteria to have the photographs successfully passed by seven IPF assessors. It was a fantastic achievement for Fonzie, and one the club is very proud of. From the beginning of March 2020, CPS had to address the safety of all members by cancelling club meetings for the foreseeable future. However, it maintained communication with them and as a committee worked hard in hosting virtual meetings via Zoom, which were a saving grace over the past year. It held its 2020 annual Club Awards Night on Zoom, which was a great boost as members could congratulate one another in person. The club also worked hard to host a virtual exhibition, Inner Exposure – The Unsung Song Within, in collaboration with composer Elaine Nolan. This was new territory, but it was a wonderful success, gaining an audience and reviews worldwide, which was an amazing experience for members. In May of last year, the Southern Association of Camera Clubs decided to proceed with its Interclub competition digitally, and it was an overwhelming experience for clubs to tune in on the night of the announcements and to see Carlo Photographic Society crowned overall winners of the Interclub Shield competition. Members worked on a Precious Possession personal project during this time. It was a wonderful undertaking for all participants and their work was presented on the club's social media platforms. For the past year the club has been delighted to offer members their usual weekly meetings. While no practical sessions could take place, CPS invited photographers from all over Ireland, the North and England to give presentations. There were also members' nights which are always a highlight, viewing one another's photos and hearing about the images and the work behind taking them. Last November, Carlo Photographic Society entered the IPF National Shield competition and again all were absolutely delighted to see Mary Tierney Byrne awarded a bronze medal for her very striking image, Stripes. CPS chairperson Joe Rattigan worked behind the scenes to achieve the personal goal of gaining an AFIAP distinction which involves entering images into salons worldwide and requires getting up to 40 acceptances, with a lot of other criteria included too. It is a very difficult award to achieve, but not only did he manage to get 100 plus acceptances, he picked up several awards within that sector along the way. CPS was delighted to hear that he recently achieved his AFIAP distinction, his hooded man image being one of the submitted snaps. There were a few editing workshops, and Competition Secretary David Lawler was able to keep the yearly contests going digitally, with fantastic judges coming in to give their constructive feedback and scores. This led to the recent Virtual CPS Awards Night, which saw newcomer Marcin Kashmarkovic announced as winner of the Austin Kinsla Perpetual Shield competition. This is an end-of-year event where members enter eight images with the top five contesting the final. The other finalists were Gilbert Smith, Joe Rattigan, Jarlett Judge and Sabrina Dunny. Gilbert's Found My Dinner was deemed the top image from round one of the Shield. Ace went on to be crowned the club league winner, with Joe as runner-up and Jarleth in third place. The photographer of the year was Jarleth's judge. Joint runners-up were Gilbert Smith and Joe Rattigan, with third place going to Sabrina Dunney. CPS members were absolutely delighted to have been able to keep the club going throughout the year, and while it required a lot more work and a bit of fast learning of modern technology, They were very appreciative to have had some sort of routine going through the pandemic. The club recently hosted its Exposure virtual exhibition in aid of Eichd Cancer Support Centre, Carlo, with a collection of images shared on social media. The club is now on a summer break before returning in September and hopefully members will be able to meet up in person for their weekly meetings at some stage. New members are always welcome. If you are interested, email sabrina at info.cps.secretary at gmail.com for further information.